A rare type of albatross is recovering at the Whangarei Native Bird Recovery Centre after it tried to eat a balloon at sea. The grey-headed mollywalk was found by someone walking along Waipu Beach. It's native to New Zealand, this bird, but it only nests at Campbell Island and Macquarie Islands, uh, southwest of Stewart Island. To tell us more, Whangarei Native Bird Recovery Centre founder Robert Webb is on the line. Hi there, Robert. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, do you see many of these grey-headed mollymorks around your way? Oh, the last one I had at our centre came in about 25 years ago. Oh, gosh. Pretty rare then. <laughs> yeah, we get the we get the wandering albatross, the sooty albatross and the royals, but those fellas there are quite a rare bird to have around, actually. Yeah, for people who are interested, they can um, take a look on the website. Man, it's a beautiful bird. Can you describe it for us? Yeah, they've probably got about a two-metre wingspan, but it's only a baby. It's only about eight months old. And he's probably gone for his first flight and got disorientated, given these uh, silly easterly winds we've been having, easterly, south-easterlies. And he's obviously come up the coast and landed in at Ruakaka there and... Uh, Saw a balloon must be floating in the water because he, when he came in, he had a, uh, the balloon in his mouth. It had been popped and lying all around his wings. So the people that found him on the beach here were quite concerned about him. And, of course, when they come in like that, they've got to surf in on the waves and they're very ungainly on their feet. Now, they can't take off on land. They've got to be in the water because of the way they run. So they get rolled around in the surf. As soon as their feet touch the ground, they put their wings out for stability. But he couldn't put one of his wings out because he had line tangled all around it. So he got washed up and down the beach there till he finally got washed up onto the sand where he could sort of stand up again. And he was really bedraggled looking when we got him. That's when I first saw the photo of him. Uh, he looked like he probably wouldn't make it till the end of the day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I imagine the locals would have taken a bit of um, planning just to pick him up and, and get him to you. How would that work? Yeah, well, it's it's really good. We've got a good system. Like we've had our centre running for 35 years, so we've got a, a quite a name in Northland here. And, uh, you know, we cover from Wellsford right up to Cape Reinga and down both coasts. So... People automatically know when something comes in, they will ring us and um, then we can instruct them what to do and how to go about it, how to get the bird down to us and everything like that. Because the sooner we can get the bird, the better. You know, I've had him for just over a week now and he's ready to go again, but uh, I can't get him out to sea because it's too rough at the moment. Oh, yeah. So at this present time, he's eating $25 worth of food a day. <laughs> what does he like to eat? I think he did a deliberately word, probably got around out on the ocean. Just go in there and you'll go up there and they'll give you fresh fish and prawns. And... <laughs> yeah. But they're a lovely bird. They're beautiful and soft like those seabirds that live on the ocean. Their feathers are totally different to a forest bird because they've got to dry themselves very quickly. So their feathers are a real silky feeling. And the interesting thing is, in the books over in Australia, the bird books, they're classed as a grey-headed albatross. Oh, yeah. So they're Molly Mork in New Zealand, but a grey-headed albatross overseas. 
Yeah, so just based on this picture that I'm looking at, he's got a sort of a, a white chest. Uh, he's got kind of brown, um, combination brown, multicolored brown um, wings, which are very, very wide. And then a, then a beautiful uh, gray, sleek gray head, almost like a little bit of a penguin-shaped uh, head. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you must grow quite attached to um, rare birds like this when you spend a bit of time with them. Well, you know, you get the chance to handle them and that, and of course, we get the public coming up and having a look because, you know, it's uh, an interest to the general public as well. They're not allowed to play with them or anything, but they can see them standing on the deck there, and you'll put out a bowl of food in front of them, you'll scoff that down in five seconds. So sharing them is very important because it just gives people that knowledge, extra knowledge to what to do when something like this gets into trouble on the shorelines and the importance of getting it into our centre as soon as possible. Who pays the dinner bill? We do. <laughs> yeah, we do, actually. It's uh, it's quite funny because we, um, we at our last meeting there, we realised we we're starting to get way down on funds, so we're going to have to do a big publicity thing soon. First time we've had to do one in about... 25, 26 years. Oh, yeah. Because where, where do you usually get your funds from? Well, it comes just from visitors and donations, various businesses, things like that. But we we don't we haven't had the tourism like we used to have. That's that's really dried right up. Um, and like I, my wife Robin and I started the centre twenty five uh, thirty five years ago, and uh, I, I've never been paid since the day I've been there. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, you've either got to be very dedicated or very silly, one or the other. I haven't worked out which one it is yet. Well, why do you do it? Just, um, I've always been attached to birds. I'm not a uh, veterinarian. I'm a more of a uh, rehabilitator. Um, previous to going into that, I used to be a heavy haul truck driver. So, but I'd see a bird on the road and I'd stop and pick a hawk up and chuck him in the cab in my truck and drive down to Auckland, do the deliveries and come back, hoping like hell this thing didn't start flying all the way on the cab. Yeah. And then eventually I'd, I'd take it to the local vet in Wangarei here and they would show me what to do and how to do it and give me a bit of medication. So then 35 years ago, Robin and I decided, well, why don't we start the centre up? You know, the birds need our help. When you think of it, you know, the birds were here long before man was here, but, by gee, they don't get much in the way of help, that's for sure. Mm. You know, when you get something like that coming in, it's um, really majestic to see something like that and to be able to pick it up. And the birds seem to sense that you're trying to help them. And then the day comes to see it fly away again, or I normally take them out to the Hen and Chicken Islands or the Poor Nights and let them go and wander the bays so they can get out on the beaches if they want to or take off when they want to. And uh, But to see them take off or fly away again, you know, you just feel like you've achieved something in life. Gosh, yes. What's the so plan for this guy then? You're waiting for the uh, swell to come down. Yeah, so once the weather finds a bit, I'll shoot him out to the... I'll be the hen and chicks because we would be good fishing out there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got to recap on something. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he won't feel too lonely out there, so far away from uh, from where all his mates are. I guess most of them stay down, down south, 
Those islands are very far south of, I said that was just uh, southwest of Stewart Island, but it's way down, sub-Antarctic, oh, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, it is. And they, but they, they fly around themselves on the ocean. No, they don't really fly around in big groups of them or that. Yeah, okay. uh, and there is a there is a current that comes all the way up from down south. Like a couple of years ago, we had an erect crested penguin come in. Yeah, you know, little blue penguins that we have around the coastline here weigh about five hundred grams. That thing was six kilograms. Ooh. So they they told us that they that some of the birds can come up on that current that comes right up the side of New Zealand on the east coast. Mm. So he may have got stuck in that and then finally worked his way up to Northland here and probably had to talk to a seagull and said, go to the shore there and make out your injured and you'll get the best of food. Yeah, well, he did very well to run into you, Robert. Thanks very much for telling us the story. Nice to chat to you today. All right. Have a lovely afternoon, eh? You too. Keep up the great work. Uh, Robert Webb, founder of Whangare, a native bird recovery centre.